everybody. Welcome to the Tuesday Toolbox meeting of Adult Children of Alcoholics. My name is Anne. I'm a Tuesday Toolbox member and an adult child. We meet every Tuesday at 7 p.m. in the Cobble Hill neighborhood of Brooklyn. You are welcome to join us and we'd love to see you there. We are recording our speakers every week because we're hoping others will benefit from hearing these stories from our members. We'd love to hear your comments and questions. Our email address is TuesdayToolboxACA at gmail.com. Adult Children of Alcoholics is a 12-step program of recovery for people who grow up in an alcoholic or otherwise dysfunctional home. If you'd like more information about the program or want to find a meeting in your area, go to adultchildren.org and click on find a meeting. Our speaker this week is Ross and he's going to be talking about self-care. Please enjoy. Is there a timekeeper? Uh, I'm on my phone. Can I can. somebody else do it? Oh, I'm out of time myself. <laughs> it's 15 minutes, so would you give me uh, at five minutes, when I have five minutes left, give me that, and when I have one minute left, give me that. You got it. When it's over. <laughs> my name is Ross. Ross. I was born qualified for this program. Um, first thing I'd like to say is welcome to anyone that's new. And... Uh, Best thing I ever did was, you know, put my feet in the circles of recovery, and it's it's a long, strange trip, but um, a good one, a good one. That's the gift, you know. That's the the prize for uh, <laughs> what we went through. And um, you know, if you walk through that door, you're you're probably like me. You didn't walk in by accident, and you probably didn't walk in, you know, clicking your heels with joy, you know. Um, alcoholism is a heartbreaker, um, soul crusher, a backbreaker, and um, you know I'm not in denial of, of what it it does to people and what it did to me. Uh, in the reading, it was just you know if it you know it affected you as a child, and it continues to affect you. And uh, I had I had no idea in, into my adulthood. I knew my dad was, uh, you know, had gone from being a, a, an esteemed man in the community and a good earner and, um, uh, you know, guy who took me camping and, you know, bought me a gun for my eighth birthday and, <laughs> you know, told me how to clean it and respect it and, you know, and to a guy who uh, couldn't hold a job, you know, was living in the park. Along the way, was you know violent, abusive, uh, you know adulterer. People came, you know, uh, his mistress committed suicide. Her children came over to our house to kill my father. Uh, my parents were constantly arguing and using us as pawns, and um, and so on. You know, this is a tool-based program, and I'm going to get to the tool in just a second, but um, I just want to say it's not all black and white. You know, in the house I grew up in, I got humor. Uh, I did get some love. I got a love of the outdoors. I got encouragement for some things. I also got condemned for some things. I didn't know which was coming after a while, you know. Um, I'll just tell a quick story or two. Uh, when I was from about the age of three or four to about the age of 14, I used to get terrible eczema on my arms. 
to the point where sometimes it would run from my wrist all the way up my arm. I lived in South Florida. I would wear long sleeve shirts to cover it, you know, in the heat, like a day much hotter than today. And um, they would take me to doctors and allergic. They'd never figure out what, what it was. And then years later, it's like, you know, eczema is, is related to trauma, <laughs> you know. And interestingly, uh, it ended about the age of 14, which was when I started self-medicating, you know. Um, when I was in my 20s, I was uh, hanging out with my uh, writing partner and his girlfriend. She said to me, Ross, do you realize you just put yourself down like five times in a couple minutes? And I said, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> and then she was like, well, you might want to think about therapy. And I think she gave me my first, uh, uh, not this conference approved literature, but a book related to it that had a version of the laundry list in it. And that was a spiritual awakening. It was like, oh, wait a minute. I was affected. I didn't know I was affected. I was a grown man, practically. And, well, I was, you know, a legal adult. And I had no, no idea. No idea. And, and you know, that, 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 that awakening, it's been very slow. Um, and I feel shame about that sometimes, you know. Like, why haven't I gotten it together? But um, I always feel that, um, you know, someone who's born without legs has to learn how to get around, you know. And, uh, you know, what did I know about how, in my, in my case, a man and woman treated each other? You know, two adults who were in love and married, you know, who ripped each other apart. And, and you know, um, I was, uh, here's one more little story. Of about, within the last year, I was on a date. I was at a coffee shop and uh, someone dropped a tray. Boom! <laughs> I jerked her and she goes, oh, were you in Vietnam? <laughs> I, said, I said, not exactly. <laughs> and she was, uh, anyway, she started asking questions. And I don't, like, I don't go on, on a first coffee date and go, by the way, I have PTSD, you know. I, I, I don't do that. Um, <laughs> I used to. <laughs> and then we move in together. <laughs> She had it too. <laughs> it gets better. <laughs> but uh, I could see her crossing me off her list. <laughs> and um, it's like, I, I, I wasn't that interested in her anyway. But, you know, it was like, hey, you know, well, you know why, why do I jerk around when the tray drops? You know? Why? And I just want to, you know, I'm going to read this in just a second, but like I was starting to talk about what tools did I have growing up? I knew to lie when the truth would serve me better. I learned to blame someone else. I learned to, uh, anger was forbidden, but rage was okay. Mm. You know, you can flip a table over. Mm. And, um, and I also want to insert here that I believe I was a rebel and I think it saved my life. Um, I fought back, you know. I talked back, I fought back, which gave, gave me more incoming. But um, there's a member, member of my family who didn't make it, who I think absorbed it. And uh, she grew up in the same house I did. Um, you know, we all grew up in, in a house like it. That's why we're here, you know. 
you just hear the most heartbreaking things in here. And uh, yeah, me too. You know, me too. Um, I learned dissociation, you know, fantasy, uh, uh, you know, self-medication. And, um, you know, they helped me survive, you know, in the house I grew up in. Uh, there were some things were good, sports, uh, that fantasy uh, turned into creativity. You know, I had an ability to make people laugh. Uh, you know, I wasn't an unpopular kid, although I always felt like a misfit, you know. I was good at sports, I was bright, you know, I, I you know, wrote for the school newspaper, whatever. But I always felt like a misfit, you know. Because it was that thing, that thing, you know. Where I'm from, you don't seem to be from there. Anyway, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read this. This is uh, um, my, my tool, my topic is self-care, which is, was not on the list of tools I had growing up. And uh, page 32 and 33 in the Big Red Book. People who truly care for themselves cannot always point to a childhood event that let them know they were valued by their parents, but their actions show that they care about themselves. Conversely, we cannot always point to an incident in our childhood in which we decided we were inferior or defective based on parental messages. Yet our actions show that we really do not care about ourselves. Despite what we say, we believe that we are incomplete. We compare ourselves to others and usually come up short. There's a hole inside of us that can never be filled with enough food, drugs, sex, work, spending, gambling, etc. We become more aware of this hole with each failed relationship or job. If some of us still doubt a connection between childhood events and adult behavior, then why do we identify with the majority of the laundry list traits? Why do we fear authority figures and remain in unloving relationships when others would leave? Why do we judge ourselves harshly? Why the difficulty identifying feelings or separating our emotions from those of another? Why can't we muster the resolve needed to lay down drugs or other problematic behaviors without switching to another destructive behavior, anyway. Um, Self-care, you know, running, running counter. Um, you know, I, I, I am a member of other 12-step fellowships, but that's, you know, I'll just, I just mentioned that. You know, I'm grateful for those, and I'll continue to go to those. Um, you know, it's good that I'm, I'm clean and sober, uh, among other things. But... Uh, you know, what it keeps coming to and, and why I'm here, why I'm humbly here. I've been coming for about a year, uh, intermittently sometimes. But, but uh, you know, I say this as a first step. You know, I'm, I'm powerless over how the disease of alcoholism um, wired my central nervous system. You know, that I, I do jerk around and I have certain innate reactions, including self-criticism and uh, fear-based behaviors that... Or I'm becoming more and more aware of, um, but also you feel powerless over often. And, you know, where do they arise? You know, um, finance, romance, parents, um, <laughs> like, you know, family, thank you. Um, at work, at work, it's an ongoing thing over the years. I've lost jobs because of anger and not because I did anything, but because it was on my face. Now I say, if you, any court in the land read a transcript, they would not convict me, you know. But there it was, you know, that authority figure thing, like, you know, and, and it's gotten better. And what do I do? 
I try to get more sleep, <laughs> try to eat better. You know, like if I have a, 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 I have a lot of stress sometimes in my job, a lot of responsibility. Uh, it's a freelance situation, so it sort of is, you know, it never rains, but it pours. But, you know, make sure that I get there early, make sure I, I have food, make sure I have as rest as possible. I've meditated, been going to meetings, uh, use my phone. Um, if something happens on the job, which usually does, um, you know, I have a tenth step to, to like, catch myself, uh, you know, hit the pause button. Do I do it perfectly? No, but it's gotten better. Uh, the other area, uh, finance, uh, romance. <laughs> you know, I told you about the date. Um, you know, that's very humbling. And, and Lord knows it's much better. You know, it's much better in recovery. I've learned to go on a coffee date. I learned to, you know, a second date is dinner, you know, and not moving in. And, um, and I've learned to leave relationships. You know, I've learned like, oh, dating is getting to know somebody. You know, and I've, I've been through some things where it's like, and I don't like to put the spotlight on them. I'm, I'm bringing stuff to the table and I have to own it, you know, including that look on my face, you know. Um, but but th there, there seems to be a thing where I, I've, I've been with people who um, put me down, you know, and that's not acceptable. And I'll say so. But, you know, if it continues and, and you know, there's other things that can be problems, but um, you know, I would say taking care of yourself in that situation and is, is you know, learning, you know, uh, going slow, <laughs> but also, uh, you know, acceptance of the other, uh, communication. Um, but anyway, that's, that's more to be revealed there. But, uh, and then with the family, you know, to, well, I learned a long time ago, I was getting ready to go to Florida, where I'm from, and, um, and uh, I was stressed out about it. And they go, well, you can rent a car. And I was like, no, no, I can't rent a car. You know? <coughs> I said, yes, you can rent a car. It's like, no, no, they, they pick me up at the airport, and then I'm, I'm, I'm shuttled from air-conditioned bunker to air-conditioned bunker. <laughs> you know, grandma, on out, da, da, da. and it's like, no, you can rent. and then it, you can get a motel room. And uh, just to make a very long story short, you know, with my parents who passed away a few years ago, but including with my brothers and sisters, nieces, nephews, whom I adore, you know, and I love my brothers and sisters, some of whom, one of whom is in recovery, some I wish were, um, you know, I go and visit them for a couple hours, we hang out, we, we have something to eat, I go back to the motel, you know, hang there a couple days, it's not immersive, but, um, you know, I go to a meeting while I'm there, and... And I'm practicing these principles, you know. I'm, I'm doing living amends. I've looked at my behavior and how I've treated them and my lack of acceptance of them. And this is in all relationships, you know, like uh, not blaming me is like, oh, I'm the worst, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm also responsible for my behavior and to have some consciousness and awareness. Um, anyway, I'll wrap up and um, thank you. I, I am looking forward to continuing to try this path um, in ACA. Uh, again, I feel like whatever it is on my, uh, you know, my, my uh, sixth and seventh step, those, those character defects, those shortcomings, those things that once helped me stay alive, thank you.
but do not serve me as an adult <laughs> in the civilized world. You know, am I willing to give them to God as I misunderstand her? You know, mm-hmm. and uh, I do that through the uh, through the steps, through you know all the tools, service, but mainly you know by putting one foot after another, trudging trudging this this road of happy destiny. And uh, I'm really grateful to be in the circle with all of you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.